Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. What's up, buddy? Uh, well, it's been a while since I've seen you. I know, eh? It's been <laughs> three weeks? Yeah. I've been at work, and it was felt it still felt like a vacation. I was <laughs> at work and then on vacation, and the vacation <laughs> felt like a vacation. I had a vacation away from Sean. Yeah. It was glorious. It was fantastic. <laughs> you got us... You, you don't know how much you appreciate appreciate the other person until you spend time away from them. <laughs> is that what it is? And then you showed up at my house. I've got beer. Yes. I've got Tennessee Legend Cinnamon Whiskey. And I've got Old Smoky Apple Pie Moonshine. Yeah, it was all very good. Do you very appreciate me now? I appreciate your alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give two rats asses about you, but I like your alcohol. I'm only here for the beer. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a while. Uh, we had uh, Steve Chard on twice. Yes, and then we had David Bain on, and yeah, so that's this is this is four weeks now. Yeah, so it's been oh. sporadic. There wasn't a lot of the shows weren't. We're mostly live within a day of uploading. We're recording mm-hmm. usually, but this time it was like a lot of pre-recorded stuff. Just because you've been away on vacation, I've been away yeah. on vacation. So it's uh, we're gonna it's fall now. It's uh, we're gonna get back into the swing of things. This is gonna be uploaded first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. It's it's funny because usually um, our vacations all sort of go throughout the summer, but everything ended up at the end of yeah, August, yeah. beginning of September, mm-hmm. the first half of September, all over the place. You're on Spanish, you're heading north of the Spanish river yeah, yeah. on a Burt Reynolds looking thing. Yeah. I'm heading down south to Tennessee and, and, and Mississippi and Burt Reynolds um, stuff. I'm, I'm at the country music hall of fame looking at Burt Reynolds smoking the bandit car. So was it the actual car from Apparently the Apparently it's the actual car from the film. That's number awesome. Number two. Oh, okay. the yeah, because they film, would yeah. they would have had several because they expect yeah. to wreck one or two just in one or two know, or five, yeah. damage and yeah, so they went like what through you know hundreds of ones in Dukes of Hazard. Oh, Dukes of Hazard's <laughs> cars, man, those things were. <laughs> you can't jump a car like that and not wreck no. it. <laughs> I, I somewhere I'd read that it was actually just the garbage body yeah. on different chassis. car frames, yeah, right? chassis, yeah. Because I mean, to be you destroying that kind of car, you run out. <laughs> Yeah, you'd run out. They don't make them anymore. <laughs> Lots of fabrication, yeah. man. Those guys were good. Yeah. So so this is going to be sort of a two-part episode today. Yes. Uh, the first half is going to be, because I did um, one, two, two trip, two canoe trips, a lock and paddle night, and a Nashville, Memphis, Clarksdale, Mississippi mm-hmm. trip. So I'm just going to quickly go over all that stuff, and then we're going to get into your Spanish, Spanish river trip. Sp- Spanish River yes. trip. The Burt Reynolds Memorial River Run. Yeah, I keep wanting to say Whitewater Memorial River Run. Yeah, that's not it. But yeah, it's just River Run. Yeah, Mr. Burr. Burr. So let's just jump right into Unless you got anything you want to start with. No. Any news? Any? Beckett's sick. So I had the day off work. Oh, really? So you could have been here at noon. I could have. Well, oh. no, Beckett's sick, so I was home with him. You guys came and hang out with the yeah. cat. <laughs> Beckett, hang out with the cat. Yeah, don't hang poop out with the cat. And don't poop and don't puke. <laughs> cat, don't puke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, back at work now, and everything's sort of getting back in the routine and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but I do have a bunch of more things coming up. So it's still going to be a bit dicey, but 
Yeah. We'll get through it because that's what we do. Awesome. Yeah. So beginning of the year, like, like I say, this last couple of years, I've been doing four day trips with everybody in the family. Yes. It's because like I say, it's kind of hard to get everybody together to do a big yeah, trip anymore. Right? Everybody's schedules never line up. And So McKenzie and I did our trip there. We talked about that earlier in the, in the summer there. Tracy and I went to Bigger Lake in Algonquin Park. Is that on the west side? That is on the northwest corner mm-hmm. out of North Tea Lake. Yeah. If you ever want to flirt with possible divorce, <laughs> I would suggest <laughs> to take your significant <laughs> other on a four-day paddle excursion through North Tea Lake. So is yeah, North Tea is pretty long, so the wind builds up some pretty good waves there, I guess. I've not ever had a, had big windy days on North Tea. Until now. Until now. <laughs> and she was a doozy. So the day we that we, we drove up, I, I always start, like, I always want to be at the permit office the minute it opens. Mm-hmm. So if it's a four-hour drive and the permit office opens at seven. Yeah. I'm booked, ready to go. We're leaving that driveway at three in the morning. Yeah. Right? Sort of thing. Uh, we get to the permit office, get our permits, everything's ready to go. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. Glass water. Now we got to go across uh, Kauai Waymog Lake, which is all known as round, round Lake, down this river, a windy river, into North T, Portage into North T, across North T, which basically is like two sections, it sort of pinches in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, then another Portage into, sorry, North T goes into Mangotasi. Then you got to go into Bigger Lake. Um, another portage through there. There's a couple little portages in there. Really nice lake, day. Beautiful day. And so we get out there. It's going to be a great day. We're chit-chatting. We're having fun. We're paddling. This is going to be a fantastic day. And then we came to the river. And the water was low. Oh. And the vegetation was clogging. Man, that was that was quite the slog going through there. Yeah. But you know what? Spirits are high. We're having a great time. It is what it is. There's other people coming, like groups are coming out our way. And we got to a point where it wasn't as bad as it was. Yeah. Like at the first half of the river, it was really bad. Okay. The second half was, it, it was bad, but not as it bad. It opened up a bit. Yeah. So the groups are coming and going, yeah, it's pretty bad in here. And we're like, wait, yeah, yeah, just wait, (laughs) buckle up, baby. (laughs) So we, yeah, so we did our portages and and everything like that. It was a real easy day of paddling and portaging. Uh, We saw a couple of, we saw moose and a couple of calves on Mangatassi. So we were able to get kind of close, get a couple of, you know, shots and whatnot. Uh, It was really neat to see. We got to Bigger Lake. I've always been told Bigger Lake is a transient lake. You don't stay there. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody. Well, uh, Mark Rubino, Mark in the Park, when he did that uh, video series for Rogers. Rogers, yeah. They stayed on on Bigger Lake. Okay. Um, it took us probably an hour and a half to find a decent site. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of garbage sites oh, yeah? on 
Yeah, and sites that need that we saw like, we saw are you one site abuse sites or n- low maintenance overgrown, um, no maintenance on them. Oh, wow. There was one the the grass was high. We found the fire pit. It was next to a full grown tree. <laughs> if I were to have a fire in that pit, it would have burned the tree. I've been burning the tree down. So it's been so long since it's been used. Yeah, I I don't know wow. what's going on with with Algonquin Park and Bigger Lake, but <laughs> if anybody from Algonquin is listening, you need to go check out that 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 lake you needed to start going to check out those sites there we, were a few sites that they had redone yeah so they are on that lake but i don't know why they didn't just close this one down yeah. there is another site we were going to hit but they had actually closed that one down for Can't you do maintenance reports or something with the well park? yeah we we sent we sent in a little thing saying hey mm-hmm. here's the sites and yeah there was a it took us a long time to find a decent site mm-hmm. uh we not wasn't we weren't impressed at all um, like, yeah, they, they need to do, do something with that. Yeah. You know? So anyway, we, we got a site and, uh, you know, got out there and it was nice. Got a whole bunch of firewood, set up tents, you know, did our dinner, the whole thing. And it, you know, it's a long day, your first day in, right? So you don't want to do too much. And, um, unfortunately the, the site we ended up, you, you didn't see the sunrise, you didn't see the sunset. Right. So it's what it is. Day two, it rained on and off all day and quite breezy. Okay. So it was pretty much a reading, relaxing, sit in the hammock, sit under the tarp kind of day. Which, you know what? Not a problem doing that. That was part of the the whole thing about going on the trip was just to get away, get relaxed, you know, not do too much. And so that was a perfect day to do that, read your book, that sort of stuff. Day three, we got up and went out exploring on the lake, doing some fishing and stuff like that. Tracy caught her first speckled trout. It was a little, oh, yeah? nice. just a little 10 inch yep. speckled trout, which, you know, she was all happy with that sort of thing. And, uh, uh, we threw it back because, I mean, if you're catching a lot of them, then you're going to keep them, but there's no sense keeping just one, mm-hmm. a little yeah. 10 inch trout, you know, yep. that, that, that's just not enough for, for a couple of people. We went to the end of the lake cause we're thinking, well, maybe we'll see how far we can get down Birchcliff Creek, get down to oh, okay. maybe if we make a full long, long day get down to Birchcliff Lake, check yep. out the cabin. Did you see the cabin? Up. We couldn't even get into Birchcliff oh, no. Creek. We would have had to, it would have been a hike. I've been wanting to check out the cabin there. Yeah. Well, that's that's one of the reasons I chose yeah. Birch or uh, um, Bigger as our lake, right? Because then, yeah, we could have gone all the way down, checked out the cabin and then come back sort of thing in a day. And yeah, we couldn't even get into, into the creek. It was, oh, wow. the water was that low. Huh. So yeah, we didn't, we didn't do, we didn't do any of that. Uh, we did, like I said, we did a lot of exploring around and stuff like that. And we started heading back to the tent or back to the camp and the winds just started picking up. Okay. Right. So this would have been, um, so this would have been day three, uh, the afternoons, the winds are just starting to pick up. So we get there, get back to camp and that was it. Once we got to camp, they were, we weren't, (laughs) we weren't getting off, off the site. They were just two bigs, white caps, big swells, everything. So day four, we figured, you know what, overnight everything will die down and whatnot. It did not. It got worse. It got worse. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was a headwind coming right at us. So day four, we packed up, took our time a little bit packing up, thinking maybe it'll die down a bit or no, it just, it just didn't. Uh, Loaded up the canoe, headed up bigger and and along the campsite, the portages and everything. When we got to North T, wow. We're talking massive swells. Oh yeah. 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 
Okay. Well, that's that's where she, she your, your wife got upset. That's where she got yeah. upset. Yeah. Where are you taking um, me? <laughs> so I mean, we had no choice. We stuck you close to bastard. shore. You know, you, you you stick close to shore and you you keep your nose into it. I mean, that was the thing is it's coming towards us. Yeah. So at least it's not hitting us from the side. Exactly. Anything, yeah. Right? Yeah. But you'd go up, and the front of the canoe where she's sitting would be over nothing. And then we'd slam down into the trough of the waves and then just clear that next wave and then slam down and the water would come over because you're not clearing the third one or the fourth one, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you, I mean, from my experience, you just put your head down, you keep paddling, you just get, you get where you're going. If you got to pull over at some point and, and, uh, empty water, bail some, you do that, right? Stop when you can, pull behind an island to grab a quick rest and a drink, yeah, yeah. pull behind a point. You, you, you pick spots and you, mm-hmm. you hop all the way back. And she's not experienced enough to know that, you know, so I'm trying to tell her, this is what we're going to do. We're aiming for this. We're aiming for that. We'll take a point here. We'll, we'll head to that point there sort of stuff. At one point, she just about lost it because there just was no, it was going to be a long spot before the next yeah. rest stop. And she was getting mad. Um, <laughs> where are you taking yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a point where, you know, yeah, we almost uh, ended up in divorce, I think. <laughs> um, but people are coming the other way. With a tailwind. And they, with a tailwind. And they've lashed a couple of canoes together. And they've got the sail. Oh. And they're just ripping by. <laughs> nice. And I'm one of those guys, as I'm paddling, I give a quick little wave. Yeah. So they're waving at us. And she's getting all pissed off she's like those people i want to just throw something at them because they're waving at us i'm like well that's because i'm waving at them <laughs> what do you mean you're waving at them why would you be waving <laughs> put your hand back on your paddle <laughs> i'm just like dying laughing and she's getting angry doesn't yeah. even realize i'm like hello <laughs> oh hello <laughs> as they're ripping on by yeah and uh so at the end of it yeah we, we finally got got there and it's, she was just she just had enough. Mm-hmm. Um, made our made a couple of stops and got to a point. Got out for a while, hung around a campsite. Um, did the OP break th- break thing? Had some lunch, calmed down, and got back in and around. And we finished the second half of North T. Did the portage big the the big river we did again. It because of all the canoes coming in that weekend. Okay, um, it had cleared some of the vegetation so it was easier going it didn't clear it all yeah but it was easier but going, people have going plowed down. through and moved some stuff around yeah 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 and uh got out to out, out to kawaii mog and back to the car and uh yeah she was <laughs> <laughs> relieved to be in the car <laughs> relieved to be in the car to say the least uh so that was the first trip the next one i took with my daughter ariana that was up to koshan lake which is the, out the north side of Algonquin, but the same sort of northwest corner of Algonquin. So we're coming in from Kiosk. Okay. Right, and down. Uh, down into Mink and then into Cochon Lake. And it was supposed to be a four-day canoe trip. Um, we looked at the weather and it was supposed to be a bit breezy when we were going in. Okay. But it was going to be a tailwind, which is cool. So we load everything up. And by the time we were loaded up and heading into the canoe, that wind had picked up... It was pretty much exactly the same wind as Trace and I were heading into <laughs> coming out, but it was behind, and it wasn't directly behind us. Yeah, it was behind us 
a little bit to our right. So you took... So you sort of had to do at an angle and, and zigzag across sort yeah. of thing. But the hard part You're was... getting the, waves on the starboard quarter. And, yeah, the, yeah. The winds all of a sudden would gust. So you say, okay, well, it's coming at me. Mm-hmm. Because then all of a sudden the back of the canoe goes up. You start to wobble. And then, yeah. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you're you're getting ready for it, and then all of a sudden this massive gust of wind hits you, spins the back end around, <laughs> yeah. so that the wind the wave is hitting you, dead on the side. Okay. So I mean I'm talking a couple foot swell here. I, <laughs> in all my thirty years of paddling, have never dumped a canoe. Yeah. On that day, we almost lost it three times. Oh wow. And it's like I don't know how I saved it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, three times we almost went over. Wow. There was that one point where I was about to, we were maybe halfway across the lake mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know what? I should just turn around and call it. Just, you know what? We're yeah. done. It's not happening. This is not right. Uh, but we, the way um, Kiosk is, the, the, there's a, the way we went, there's a, where the old railroad track is. Yes. So it's almost like there's a split in the lake with a tunnel, like a bridge. That you go under. Yes. So we got under that bridge and then hit the other side of the split. So that sheltered us from all that wind, oh, okay. which let us get down to the first yeah. portage. Uh, after that down Mink, it was still had some of that wind, but it wasn't as bad because Mink Lake is long and narrow. So you did have some wind, but it was more towards our back because it was just angled that way. Yeah. So that made things easier like that. Uh, other than that, we... we all the way down, got down to Kushan late afternoon. Uh, again, there was absolutely no sights with protection from the wind. Oh, yeah? All the sights, they were either way too small, like uh, you're, you're looking like a hammock or a solo tent. Mm-hmm. Or anything that would fit our tent or, and both of us, that sort of deal, um, faced right into the wind. Oh, wow. Everything. There, there was no shelter from on any of the sights from the wind. Mm-hmm. So we, we went down to ones I've been near before where we knew where, where they were, headed on down there. But I took my, my new Kelty tarp with me. And on the hill, because the, the, there's the beach, and then it goes up a hill to the main site. Okay. So at the edge of the hill, I staked the edge of the tarp into that and then brought it straight up at an angle. So the wind coming off the lake hit the tarp and then shot yeah. up and over the the site. Yes. Right? Like, like well, that sort good. of thing. So that worked out well. Mm-hmm. You're still getting some and whatnot. But um, that was the rest of that day. That was the next day. Day two, we didn't get on the lake at all. Oh, yeah? Was that yeah, windy? It was, it was that bad. Uh, just after dinner time, all of a sudden, everything just died right down. So Ariana managed to get out on the beach and she, we bring her, we brought her easel, right? Yeah. So she sets up her easel and she's doing some painting down there at the end of the day. And she's getting into that. We're reading a hammock thing, all that sort of stuff. She was reading in the hammock. I got this bright red hammock that apparently attracts hummingbirds. Oh. So, because when I was at Point Grandine, our, our friend Kim was in it and there was a hummingbird over top. Yeah. So Ariana's reading, she's hearing this humming. She looks up and there's this hummingbird right above her, which was really cool. Um, yeah, so we, winds died in the evening, took the tarp down, yeah. made a big fire, cooked uh, cinnamon buns in the reflector oven, did some dinner, dinner over the fire and all that sort of stuff. It was really nice to have a, have yeah. a fire. Uh, 
clear skies, nice stars. They can see the Milky Way galaxy and all that sort of nice. stuff. So that was really good. Now, we knew that the winds were supposed to be even bigger Okay. on the Monday. So we were supposed to come out. We were supposed to be a four-day trip. We were supposed to come out the, sorry, the Sunday. Yeah. Um, but we decided, you know what? Because it was supposed to be nice on the Saturday. So, and then get bad again on the Sunday. So we were sitting there chatting. I said, you know what? Neither of us wanted to paddle into that. No, exactly. Especially since I had just done it two weeks earlier on North T, right? And so she said, you know, the two of us were chatting and said, you know what? Why don't we just take a nice, easy, long day and come out, go out the next day. So we'll go out Saturday and then we'll do stuff some father-daughter stuff around the house, go see a movie or, sure. or whatever, yeah. right? Which we were both really, really cool. Because that's my big thing is, that's my four days to spend with her. Mm-hmm. Just father-daughter time sort of thing. So we packed up the next morning. The nice leisurely, easy day. You know, not in a big hurry. Had our breakfast, packed everything up. Zipping down, you know, the lake. Nice, easy paddle. Doing, follow the shore, see some stuff. Do some exploring on the way. Do the portages and everything. Later in the day... Um, like I say, it took us longer to get out because we weren't in a hurry. But as we were getting back to Kiosk to where the truck was parked, the winds started picking up. Oh, okay. And yeah, when we were coming around that last little one, we're just starting to, yeah. okay, I'm glad we're here. Yeah, we and made not the right just choice starting. to get out yeah. of here. And... Um, the next day, the winds from people I was talking to, they were bad. Oh yeah. They were really, and they had a uh, thunderstorm. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah it, so we made the out. right choice, yeah. the right choice coming mm-hmm. out that day. And, yeah, I mean, you know what? Some days you, you just, as much as you want to be out there, if, yeah. if you it's, can't get on the lake and you can't go exploring yeah. and you get, I can sit around my backyard and have a fire. Yeah. You know, like, like but the, the whole you purpose was to risks. get out there yeah. and, yeah, and I mean, yeah, it's getting out there and spending some time and stuff like that and. If we're sitting around the campsite, you know, chit-chatting or having a fire or something like that, that's one thing. But when you're huddled <laughs> under a tarp because it's, you know, it's, it's just raining. And you're cold and or wet the and wind, Yeah. It's like, you know what? That's not fun. So we, we headed out and, yeah, go see a movie, that sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, that trip ended much better than the original, the first one with Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also did on August 24th, the lock and paddle light up the night. I wish I'd known event about that. at Peterborough lift lock. Mm-hmm. It was, it was everywhere. I thought you knew about that. I didn't know about it. Ah. So it was the first time doing it at night in 60 yeah, years. That's pretty cool. Basically the, the lift locks is two, it's a lock, lock that is in two sections and it raises the water, like it raises the boats up quite the distance, like quite the, mm-hmm. the high, I kind of think there'd be like a waterfall there if it wasn't for the walk there there must be a an underground spillway yeah because you don't see the water rushing through but you've got to let the water flow yeah and it's it is a quite the the distance up Mm -hmm. so basically they the thing was everybody decorates their boats their canoes kayaks stand up i don't think i saw any stand up paddle boards it's all kayaks and canoes yeah so you you decorate them and then you also decorate them with lights, mm-hmm. right? So you get the little string lights, battery yeah. powered, yeah. stuff like that. And you go down to lock 20, which is down, you got to go register first up by the lift lock. Yeah. Then everybody heads down to lock 20, which is the lock just south of the lift lock. And then when they say, okay, everybody's gathered, 
let's go. Everybody turns and they head towards the lift lock. Uh, half the group goes into the one side of the lock and it lifts up to the top, brings the other side down. Then the rest of the people go in the, so the, the left side went up. The second half of the group went into the left, uh, right, the right side. side yeah. Right. Well, that's where we were. We were in, yeah. in the right side. Um, and then they change. So the, all the people in the left side come down, the people on the right side go yeah. up. Came to level right? in the middle. Yeah. Well, and then they bring it and they level it in the middle. Yeah. So that everybody sees each other on each half. And, mm-hmm. and they get, of course, they got the drone doing the photo of all the people, stuff okay. like that. Yeah. It's really cool. A lot of, like, people got right into it. You know, everybody had the decorations and the lights and stuff like that. So they bring down the right side and we all come out. They bring down the left side and everybody else comes out. And everybody's supposed to now head down to back to lock 20 where it all started. But it's dark at this point. <laughs> so you see all the lights. Yeah. All this massive flotilla of boats coming down. Well, that'd be pretty cool. All lit up, decorated. Yeah. The whole. It was awesome. Huh. I, I We're sitting there just looking at it like, this is like the coolest. Yeah. And everybody's chatting to people and, you know, paddling with each other, joking around. And you're looking, pointing out stuff, taking photos. I hope they do this nighttime one again. It sounds pretty cool. I'd like to do the nighttime one. Yeah. I mean, if it was just daytime, yeah, people dress things up, you know, they decorate and stuff like that. Yeah. But once you start adding the lights. Yeah, that's pretty neat. That's totally yeah. different. <laughs> it, it was really cool. Uh so yeah, so Tracy, Ariana, and I went because Mackenzie was working. Ariana ended up going in her friend Kim's boat. Uh, I guess her niece or something couldn't make it, so she was going to solo. But Ariana went in there, and that that was cool. So that sort of evened it all out. Uh, that way, everybody could paddle. Uh, yeah, so that was the whole night uh, back in August, and I guess they do it every year. So next year they'll be doing it, and I'm really hoping that they do it again. At night. Yeah. I'll right? be there. I'd like to go there next year. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I've got here is we get invites from all over the place from people saying, if you're around our area, drop in. Come join us. And let's go paddling. So Trace and I are celebrating 25 year wedding anniversary at the end of November. And we decided, you know what? Let's take an early vacation. Kids are all back in school. Like people are are back at work, the summer schedules are done, so it's not going to be big crowds and all that. And our kids are old enough to be left alone, so we decided we're going to head down to Nashville, we're going to head down to Memphis, and we're going to head down to Clarksdale, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Jerry Vandiver, our good pally Jerry, who does all the paddling CDs, uh, he lives in Nashville. And he says, if you're ever down this way, we'll, we'll go out for a paddle. Well, Jerry, we're coming down. Let's go out for a paddle. And he <laughs> says, this it. is going to be great. We'll go out. I got the perfect spot to take you. We'll go out paddling for a while. I'll take you, you know, show you some of Nashville as well while you're down here, which is really cool. Uh, but we get there and he's like, well, I got some bad news. The water is so low. <laughs> it will be a hike. Okay. It will not be a paddle. Yeah. And some of the outfitters have stopped renting their boats. Too low. Because the water is too low. Wow. So unfortunately, I was so looking forward to getting out. Yeah. 
in Nashville yeah. for a paddle, and it didn't happen. Because you talked to Jerry about that a couple times ahead yep. of time, so I guess. Oh, yeah. This paddle, Him and this I were just paddle. ready to go, and he says, yep. no, you don't need your paddle. You don't need your life jackets. I got you covered. And apparently the only thing that wasn't covered was, was Mother water. Nature's water levels. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody forgot to send her the memo. Yeah. So unfortunately, but all of that means... I guess I got to go back to Nashville. Absolutely. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we did, did Graceland. Like I say, Tracy's big into the country. She's like, Graceland is her Disneyland. It's her Mecca. Yeah, it's her Mecca. So we went to to her her place amongst the stars. Uh, we went <laughs> and did, spent eight hours at Graceland. That's incredible. Eight. One tour. Hours. <laughs> How I didn't kill somebody in those eight hours. But it must have been amazing just to be there. You know what? To the, experience that. The lady, cause we, we do. It's a once in a, a lifetime sort of thing. Yes. So we did the big ultimate VIP tour. Yeah. Like this is the top tour of tours, right? And it's just like, you know what? It's our 25th. She's, she hasn't been here since 1988 and it's changed so much and they got all this new stuff that you can see that, and this, this tour offers extra little bits and behind the scenes stuff and, and whatnot. So I'm just like, here's my 175 bucks a person. Yeah. We'll take the VIP tour. Load us up. Load us up. And yeah, you know what? There, there's a lot of history stuff there. You don't have to, re I mean, it helps to be an Elvis fan, but there was there was a lot of really cool stuff yeah. there, history wise and whatnot. Uh, but the start of this tour, the lady says there's three types of people that come on this tour: the big fans, and of course Tracy puts up her hand, and this other lady from England puts up her hand. They're the big Elvis fans, right? And then it says the other type, second type of people are the fans. They enjoy his music and they just want to see what it's about. Yeah, and like yeah, ninety nine percent of the people put their hands up for that one. And then there's the third type of people, the ones that are dragged here. Anybody <laughs> here? I put my hand right up. And I'm like, woo, I think I heard Metallica's on this tour. <laughs> so, of course, she's laughing at that. And there's another guy up front. And it's like, uh, you didn't put your hand up for any of these. His wife goes, yeah, I had to drag them here. <laughs> and the, the, the tour guide goes, that's usually what we get from those people. They just don't want to admit that they got <laughs> that they're here under duress. <laughs> I had no part of this. I'm I not, not participating. Yeah. But like I say, I mean, there was a lot of really cool stuff there. Yeah. Um, they got this new event center and they had a Muhammad Ali exhibit and the history of motorcycles exhibit. So there was some pretty cool stuff for me to see as yeah. well. Uh, but then we, the next stop was, was Clarksdale, Mississippi. Clarksdale, Mississippi is where John Rusky and Quapaw Canoe company is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm going to go down and I'm going to meet up with John Rusky. We went, we know John Rusky through, uh, Braxton Barden, who was yeah. here in River Gator exactly, and all that, yeah. the lower Mississippi and all that sort of stuff. So it's cool. I'm going to be able to go, go meet John, chat with him. I brought my, uh, recording device so that I could actually sit down and- Did you get some audio? No, because unfortunately a little ways before we, time before we got, like, I think it was about the week or so before we got there. He got a big group guiding trip he had to go on. Oh, so he He's, wasn't available. So he says, I'm not going to be available. I just got this big group 
thing. I've, I've got to guide people. So the, yeah, this big group went out on the Mississippi yeah. paddling. So mm-hmm. I got down there. We checked out his place and stuff like that. And um, unfortunately, yeah, I, I didn't get to meet with Johnny. So my paddling down through Tennessee and Mississippi went all kapooey. Didn't happen. <laughs> uh, I saw some people in Nashville paddling and some and whatnot uh, down the rivers and that, but uh, like uh, kayaking and stuff down the through town, yeah, sort of thing. And it's just like, ugh. So it just means we need to go again. <laughs> All right, we'll just go return to, trip. Yeah, so we'll just go to Nashville and we'll then go down to Clarksdale yeah. with no stopping at Graceland, because you know Graceland was like eight hours. Did I say eight hours? Eight, <laughs> eight hours. Hour. I will never get It wasn't back a again. three hour tour. It was no. an eight yeah. hour tour. It, it was an eight hour tour. <laughs> uh, my wife was overwhelmed, ecstatic. She got to hold one of Elvis Presley's capes. Nice. She would, I, I didn't know if she was going to cry, faint, or run. <laughs> Start the car! <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it, I got and it. in Memphis today, police arrested a woman as she tried to run from Graceland wearing one of Elvis Presley's capes. Awesome. <laughs> and I'd be going, yeah, it's my wife. <laughs> so a good time was had by all. Unfortunately, I didn't get any paddling down that way, which was the, but I ate more barbecue. Well, I followed you on the trip, but I'm thinking, man, he's gaining weight and he's going to, his cholesterol is going to pop through the roof. Oh, my cholesterol is just fine. I've got plenty of it. (laughs) Well, Uh, I suppose you, uh, it was all meat though. So it's. it's, I'm a meatitarian. What, cholesterol is more of a uh, a grains and and, and like uh, starch and. My blood is is ninety percent barbecue sauce because <laughs> <laughs> it's large protein, whatever. It's like you know breads and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, everything with gluten in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we came out of this one bar one evening at midnight, and they had one of those massive barbecue smoker things, two stacks, big black thing that they right. they pull behind a car. It's so big. And it's right on the sidewalk. Right on the sidewalk outside the door. So well, let's <laughs> take some back to the hotel. And she opens up these two massive doors on it. They got ribs. They've got chicken. They've got pulled pork. They got brisket. They got sausages. So we got a bunch of ribs and everything. And we're back at the hotel and we're just, don't eat before you go to bed. That's a general rule. Don't eat 20 pounds of meat exactly before you yeah. go to bed with a couple of beer chasers. Because at three <laughs> o'clock in the morning, you're waking up going, <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm dying. But that was the evening that we got to the crossroads in Clarksdale. The crossroads is where they say Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil. Yes to become the greatest blues player ever. It's a whole legend behind it. Google yeah. it. It's it's a cool legend. So we went to the crossroads at sundown. The sun was going down in the west. The full moon was just rising in the east. And it was Friday the, the 13th. stars were aligned. Everything. That'll never happen again. Full moon, sunrise, yeah. Friday the 13th. At the crossroads, That's waiting awesome. for the devil to show up. And did he? No, the devil was that meat meal I had <laughs> at three in the morning, getting me right in the guts. Yeah. <laughs> you called for the devil? Here he is. <laughs> I ate so much. And you know how much weight I gained? One pound. 
That's it. That's amazing. Out of all, I saw the all the food, food you ate. You posted. I ate. Oh, I posted some pictures. You were posting of, recipe book. Oh, and did you see that that uh, the big banana split I had oh, at I Graceland? Saw it. I saw it. I gained one. Wow. Pound. That's incredible. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that was what I sold my soul to the devil. Uh, yeah, I don't want to great. I don't want to gain weight. I want to eat five hundred pounds of meat, and not gain weight. Yeah, ah, that's done. <laughs> <laughs> All in all, it was an absolutely fantastic trip. That's amazing. Uh, I got in a lot of trips this summer so far, and I'm not even done. I still got a couple trips to do. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, I got my big Thanksgiving birthday oh, okay. yeah, yeah, trip yeah, mid-October, yeah. and I might even have one at the end of October as well, mm-hmm. another uh, overnight or canoe trip. Yeah. So, Just weekends, a- or you're talking? Well, my big one's six days, going up to oh. Tomogamy for six days in October, okay. mid-October, and the end of October, I think, is just an overnighter. Yeah. Okay. Um, going into November, maybe even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might be doing some snow camping, canoe camping, <laughs> winter canoe camping. That's always fun. Yeah, so that'll be a blast. Anyway, enough of me. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking the Spanish River. I'll be done that in five minutes. All right. <laughs> hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family, since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So the first half of our show was just me yip-yapping about my trips. Yep. You took a big, nice long trip with, uh, now last year you guys started the Burt Reynolds Memorial, Memorial River, River Run. Because when you guys were setting up to do the Des Moines River. Burt Reynolds died a week and a half before we went on the Des Moines River trip last year. So we dedicated the Des Moines trip last year in honor of Burt Reynolds and we call it the Burt Reynolds Memorial River Run and then uh, during that trip we discussed the fact that we should be doing an annual trip uh, it just needs one original member to make it an official Burt Reynolds Memorial River Run trip and and so on right and so now we did uh, this year we did uh, part two so we did the night the 2019 version and uh, so it was, it's it's uh, it's nice to get together with the guys and and do trips like this and you know challenge your skill set and you know it's uh, refine and fine tune you know meals and whatever for a large group of people and well I say large but it was four people large group of four yeah so you guys on the second annual Burt Reynolds River Run did the Spanish River we did we did the West Branch of the Spanish River and. Uh, we put in at uh, Escotazing Lake and we uh, took out, we we're going to go to Agnew, but uh, just before we ran, we got some local information from the outfitters and stuff like that. And they're saying that the water is super low. So knowing that the lower end between the uh, the elbow and Agnew 
was uh, it, it's a lot of bump grind. It's a lot of uh, in low water. It's it's not very conducive to a happy trip. So before we get any further here, the Spanish River, the part you guys did, that is north of Sudbury. Correct. Sudbury, Ontario. Correct. Right. So it it uh, pretty much starts. There's the east and and west branches are are rather far north. It's uh, the uh, the west branch stars at uh, uh, Biscotazing Lake. And uh, I'm not sure where the East Branch begins, but they come together at the forks and then they run together, a combined river down, uh, and it kind of follows along Trans-Canada Highway until it hits, what, Lake Huron or whatever? Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a really long river. It's, okay. a, it's a provincial park, it was a, the Spanish River Provincial Park. Okay. So you guys all know where you're going. You, now Mike, uh, Mike Burns. Yep. Yourself. Yeah. Scott Rogers. And uh, Martin Garster. Martin Garster. Yeah. Okay. So now I know Mike came out to your place. Yeah. So uh, did everybody meet up at your? No, we uh, we went and picked up. Uh, we met uh, Scott at. Uh, we went to Mark Rubino's house. That's where Scott was parking oh, okay. his vehicle. Up so we Barry. met him and Barry. And yeah. So uh, Martin drove in, and we Martin joined us up at my place. Mike came in the night before, and and uh, so we uh, Martin parked there, and we took uh, Mike's truck, went to Barry picked up Scott, and then d- took the long drive. Well, it's not really that long. It's actually not that far. It no, was, it's only uh, a few about hours. an hour and a half or two hours from uh, Barrie to uh, North Sudbury to the Outfitters, right? Okay. Yeah. So you guys got up to the Outfitters, and did you stay there the first night, or did you automatically, did. yeah. Yeah. So uh, Fox Lake Outfitters, like, uh, I, I had no idea this place existed and and typical for me i don't do a lot of research before these trips somebody does research and i say oh well i'll just show up tell me where to be when to be and what to bring yeah yeah i i don't like to do a lot of planning if i don't have to right i i spend a lot of time planning my family trips and this is one of the ones where if nobody asks me to do anything then i kind of (laughs) don't so you know i had my share of stuff i had to you know i had to produce uh two breakfasts and two supper meals and, and stuff like that. So I was responsible for, I brought the, I supplied the, uh, the cook stove and, and whatnot. So it was, uh, you know, I did my part, but I didn't do, have any part in the planning, which I like it that way. I like just going in blind. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sounds like a man camping trip sort of. Yes. Yeah. On your go. behalf. I, w- I think me and, uh, me and Scott would get along quite well on a yeah? trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are we going? Don't know. Haven't planned it yet. <laughs> well, we're leaving in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would work for me. <laughs> so yeah. So it was, uh, we started uh, on, on the Friday, which is what the 30th or the, th- the 30, 31st, 30, 31st of the August. And, uh, uh, no, actually the Friday would have been the 30th of 30th. August. Yeah. And then, yeah. So on the 30th, we all gathered together and headed north, uh, met Scott and Barry and, uh, we, we did a bit of a stop. We had a sporting goods store and, you know, a chip truck and stuff like that. So it was, it was, it was a nice run north. It was, you know, kind of getting together. And last time I saw, uh, two of the last time I saw Martin or Scott would have been, uh, last year's Des Moines trip. Right. Right. So, yeah. So we, uh. We uh, stayed at the Fox Lake Resort. It's a really nice resort. They're totally off grid. They're off at the end of a long dirt road, and and uh, they're on Fox Lake. And it's uh, he's got all these cabins squirreled away into the woods, like these little log cabins. And uh, it's uh, it's off grid, but it, they're all water supplied and hot water. So, somewhere along the way, they ran propane and water to each cabin. 
Wow. So they must have trenched and buried stuff. So the, you, we had a hot shower, uh, running water, and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. It's nice little cabins. I am definitely going back there. I'm taking the family next year. It's a uh, it's a nice little resort. It's it's um, it's I, I I say resort, but it's uh, you, you just go there and stay in a cabin. There's not really a central facility. They do have wood fired hot tub, so that's pretty cool. You oh yeah, stoke the fire and get the hot tub going and. They, they are an outfitter, so they supply a lot of the... Uh, they're one of the primary outfitters that supply gear, canoes, life jackets, whatever you need for typical for typical uh, river runs on the Spanish, right? Right. And the uh, the, the map for the Spanish River, the, uh, the what, whoever produces it, they actually mention Fox Lake uh, Outfitters as the uh, one of the primary uh, sources for outfitting gear. Right. Yeah. So it's nice. We you know, we got together the first night and cooked up some steak and salad, and so it was nice. It was uh, it was a nice little first start type thing. And uh, so it, uh, Martin, he did a lot of the organizational stuff like last March. He had booked the outfitter, and the outfitter did all the organizing for us. So we just told the outfitter what we wanted. And uh, so we did change our plans at the end because, like I said, we we're going to go to Agnew. But because of the low water, we pulled out at the elbow, and I think we saved ourselves sixty or seventy kilometers down to the uh, down to Agnew, and it also made our our drive on the last day a lot shorter. We were like, you know, within fifteen minutes of the outfitter and and fifteen minutes of town type thing, right? Right. So, yeah. So we started early Saturday, and uh, the outfitter uh, gave us a lift. So the outfitter is going to drop off Mike's truck at the at the elbow, and uh, the outfitter took us uh, just took all our gear and us up to the via train, the platform, and uh, so it was it was really neat. It was interesting for me. I've never I've never done one. I've done flying trips, but I've never done it where your train drops. The train, off. yeah, yeah, that was yeah, really that's cool. Right. So now, I mean, at the via, I mean, you put all the gear right there. Everything goes right on the. Exactly. Yeah. Now, were it, was it on a separate boxcar? Yes. Yeah, so okay, it, yeah. I can't remember what they called it, but they called it something like a baggage truck. Yeah, baggage but it's a, car, like yeah. a cub car. I can't yeah. remember. They used a word for it, but yeah, it's just a big old empty train car with no seats yeah. in it, right? Yeah, that's what that's what we put ours in when we went up to yeah. uh, Moose River there. Yeah. Um, and then you go grab a seat in the passenger car. Exactly. Yeah. So there's like four train cars. Three of them were passengers, and one was just the the luggage and yeah, gear and yeah, yeah, the carriage one. Now, did they drop you off at a station or just in the middle of any, nowhere? No, we we did. We went right into Biscotazing, right into the okay. the town of town of Biscotazing on Biscotazing Lake. Right. Yeah. It was uh, it was quite a hub of activity there. There was people everywhere. A lot of people putting boats in the water there, and it was busy. It was really busy. Okay. Yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, so we did the, uh, we took train north. It wasn't really that long of a ride. It was less than two hours. And uh, so they dropped us off at Biscotazing. It was, uh, it was the first, so what, we paddled up Biscotazing for four or five hours until we got to our first site. Beautiful lake. What an amazing lake. And uh, we got there nice and early, so we got, chance and i think i showed you pictures there so we we went left our site and we oh look at that beach over there so we all went over to the beach and at this campsite with the beach there was all these like uh, lawn chairs and zero gravity chairs they're just you know somebody's so, left them there exactly yeah. so we we sat there in the afternoon got some sun and so it was pretty cool it was nice it was a it was a really good first day so just being able to take the train and on the, the nice long 
paddle up the up the lake. We didn't have much wind. There was con. It was a uh, it was a Saturday, so you a lot of people were coming into what would be a lot of these uh, you know these backcountry fishing resorts and stuff like that. So there was constant uh, boat traffic with right. Like you saw these boats just loaded to the gills with gear and just kind of you know hauling down the down the lake with you know making a big V in the in the water just because they were so weighted down. It was looked you could have wakeboarded next to them. <laughs> so it was uh, but it was nice. It was. Uh, and again, it was a, it was really a nice first day. So it was first day on the water, and uh, it was you know Martin. He went out and did some fishing. He caught himself some uh, some bass and some pike and stuff like that. So he 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 did a lot of the early fishing, and uh, I didn't really pull my fishing rod out until like day three. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't bother. I just I was just enjoying it, right? So so from there, it's uh, we headed. Down the uh, the east arm of the Biscotazing. Biscotazing is a massive lake. Yeah, you I was looking at the uh, river there, and it's quite big. Yeah, it's it's a crazy large. The the Biscotazing Lake itself is. It looks like you could divide it off into five separate lakes that all attach, but mm-hmm. they just call the whole thing Biscotazing. So, like on Sunday, it was uh, we did a long run down Biscotazing, down to the control dam. And what was interesting is, uh, so all of this water in this gigantic lake. So this lake is enlarged because of the uh, Biscotazing uh, control dam. And so it probably raises the lake level maybe 10 feet, the whole lake. Oh, which yeah? Which is a massive lake. Yeah. That's a massive amount of water. And uh, the water was six inches below the stop logs in the control dam. And they must have had one log out at the very bottom where water kind of gushed out underneath. And so we're looking at this and I'm like, hey, Mike, the only water in our river is what you see right there coming out from underneath this dam. It's like, <laughs> it's like this is, this does not bode well. Like it's, it's not even running over top of the logs. It's just what's squirting out between the logs and underneath. Uh. So it was, uh, it, it was the, we knew that the water level was going to be low, but when we started seeing stuff like that, it's like, yeah, you know what? This is, uh, this is not a white water trip anymore. This is just a river run. Well, that's when you start running into problems too, right? Yeah. And that, yeah. That, that's a bit of a bang on morale as well. Yeah. It, well, we, we, we still enjoyed it. We still kind of got into the spirit of it, but we knew that we weren't going to see any big white water. Right. And, uh, one of the things that we were looking forward to, like Mike, he got a brand new canoe. Right. And, uh, last year on the Des Moines, the canoe that we had rented, it, it was a poor design. I, I think it was more of a cottage canoe. It was a, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, a Royal X or whatever you call it. It was one of those white water boats, but it was more of a cottage boat. Right. And so yeah, every time we was... got into any moving water with, uh, rolling waves, like it just, it, water wanted to be inside that canoe. Yeah. Like you hit any, any fast moving water and it just kind of leaps in around, around the bow, right? It's like, what's wrong with this canoe? <laughs> so it was, so we were hoping to test out his new, uh, he's got in a squeef Canyon. And so we wanted to test it out in the water, but we just, the water just wasn't there to test. So next year, next year. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> but it works well on rocks though. It does. It does. Yeah. He was, it was a brand. So. <laughs> Did he buy it brand new? He bought it brand new. Ooh. And when we put it in the water at Bisco Tasing was the first time it had touched water. Oh. He didn't even test it out in his lake. And, and his, 
<laughs> so, but you know, it's a lot of people use the canoe. It's it's a well known canoe, the canyon. Oh, yeah. So it's it's not like we were wondering if this boat would do the work it needs to do, but it was just one of those things. He uh, the first time it was paddled was on Biscotazing Lake. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot of rocker on it. Yeah. So it was uh, it's it's uh, it's really squirrely to paddle on uh, flat water. And uh, I lost a bit of weight over the summer uh, from whatever activities I've been doing. And uh, so Mike is 25, 30 pounds heavier than me. So we found even we, there's no way we could get the gear situated so that I could paddle the stern because the bow just kept digging in and I, I, I could barely control that thing. I was doing all like uh, uh, J strokes and shit like that. Non-stop corrections. Non-stop corrections. Yeah. I just could not keep that book. That makes straight. it difficult. Yeah. So in the end, Mike had to do all of the sterning. Right. And it's just the only way we could get the bow in the air high enough to keep the thing going straight. Okay. So yeah, it was it was fun though. It was and uh, like last year when we did the Des Moines, I did all the sterning, and this year he did all the sterning, and I don't know. I kind of like I kind of like working the bow. It's, uh, you, you get a bit more control up there. You see where the rocks are coming from. You get to kind of curve around them. And whatever. you're the one that gets yelled at when we hit run. <laughs> I never got yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he was upset with me a couple of times when I was lining the boat or something. Like when I would let it scrape across rocks, because his brand new baby was getting scratched. <laughs> did you put the first scratch on or did he? Uh, no, the boys on the train did. Ooh. So it was loaded onto the train and they just dragged it into the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, well. oops. <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, but it, the, with this river though, I'm surprised that uh, like a lot of people brag about the the quality of the this river. Unless you're like anybody, any old salts who are really into whitewater, they, they kind of sneer at the Spanish River because it's it's not a challenging river and it definitely wasn't challenging for this trip. But uh, with all of the, uh, we, we st- every night when we were started looking for campsites to stop at, like the campsites are small. And quite a few of them, we just like, we can't stay here because like me and Mike both had hammocks and right. Martin and Scott were in tents. And, uh, so there was a couple of campsites. It's like, well, we can't hang a hammock at this campsite at all. Right. Right. We'd have to go off into the woods. And, and, uh, there was a couple there where it was like, well, the tent is going to have to go within 10 feet of the fire pit. <laughs> it was just They never shared sites. a tent, eh? They did. Oh, okay. They they shared a tent, and me and Mike were in hammocks. Right. And we, so we and we had prearranged that because we were worried about the campsites being small. So we said, well, we can't all be in hammocks, or we can't all be in tents. We can't. So we're gonna have to. So we, that that's when the two boys decided that they're gonna share a tent, and right. And me and Mike were still gonna be in a hammock, right? And it worked out. It was we we managed to find some really good sites, but there was a lot of them that it's just like we walked up and it's like, no, this will not do. But the ones we did find were like fantastically huge sites. And the, uh, the campsites didn't look very heavily used. Like the fire pits were used, but it's like people just like have shore lunches with fish there and not tent. Well, if there's a lot of fishing up there, yeah. then that's exactly what they're yeah. doing. They're so just stopping I, over for a quick shore yeah. lunch and then hit the river again, right? Exactly. So I didn't see any areas where it was uh, like padded down where somebody had put tents before and stuff like that. Right. So it uh, it just, and some of them on the river were just big open rocky sites. It's like, well, this is going to be uncomfortable in a tent. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but yeah, it, uh, we passed quite a few bad campsites 
and uh, all the sites had um, thunder boxes and fire yes, pits and absolutely. all marked and everything. Yes. Okay. Uh, There's quite a, in one of the campsites we stayed at had two fire pits, two gigantic fire pits. So it was like a giant uh, campsite group and thing with lots was, of food. Yeah, it would have been yeah, it's huge. There was like the, in the living room is the first fire pit, and the kitchen is the other fire pit. Right. And <laughs> it was one it was, for the evening and exactly, one for dinner. Exactly. Right. <laughs> we didn't use both though. <laughs> so that was that would have been when we hit the control dam down Biscotazing. That would be Sunday. On Monday, it was, uh, we just had a short day. It was like, we, uh, the days, you know, normally we would have tried to maybe, if we, if you find a nice set of white water, you're going to portage back up and run it a couple times and stuff like that. But right. it was, we didn't find anything that was like, uh, I would like to do that again, but no, there's nothing like that. It was, the water was so low. We, uh, we saw very little actual white water. It was, there was a lot of lining. There was a lot of swifts. It was, uh, it, it was, I, I, it was fun trip, but I'd say, I'd say it was disappointing for the fact that we expected white water. Well, I mean that, yeah, if you're going up specifically to do yeah, white water. Exactly. And it's not there. Yeah. But in the end, it was still a fantastic trip. You know, hanging out with the boys and it was, it was a, yeah. a lot of really good fishing. Like the fishing was amazing on that river. Well, I've seen some of the pictures, uh, pike, bass and pickerel. Yep. No trout or anything, eh? No, we, uh, so down at the low, there's no trout until you get to the lower end of the river down by the elbow. You know, once the, uh, east and west branch fork together and, uh, once you get into where a lot more of the rapids are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that's down by the elbow and down gra- uh, cemetery or graveyard rapids and stuff like that. That's where you see a lot of the trout, but we didn't fish down at the lower end. It was, uh, we were done by then. And Martin didn't do much fishing beyond day two, day three. So on day three, he, uh, they were at the, we're below a, a set of rapids and just where it kind of eddies out. And so we were doing a lot of fishing there and, uh, the, his canoe was turning into the, into the current. So he rested his, the, his pole down and grabbed his paddle. And, uh, he said the, the fishing rod jumped out of the canoe so fast it had to be attached to a fish, but, uh, he never saw that fishing rod again. He just pulled it straight out. Pulled it straight out of the boat. And uh, so he didn't have a fishing rod for the rest of the trip. Oh, man. (laughs) But he said it just like whipped out of the boat. So there was a fish on the end of that thing. It just took it. Yeah, it's either fish or real estate. Yeah, well, they weren't moving at the time. They were just slowly turning below the... uh, That would have been a fish then. Yeah, it was was a fish. He said it just disappeared. Uh, It was like zip. uh, That's too bad. (laughs) Oops. Yeah, I felt bad for him. He was, uh, he actually took it in stride. He, you know, he just kind of laughed it off. Well, what are you going to do, man? Yeah, what, what are you going to do? do? But we, he took turns using everybody else's fishing rods occasionally. And so we all, all of us kept catching fish later on, but it's just that he didn't have a rod, his yeah. own rod. So, but it was, it was good. So then, you know, the, we had some, we had, uh, <laughs> we had, uh, what, on day four on the Monday, we had a nice beach site. It was, it was beautiful. There was about a kilometer of beach and, uh, we saw animal tracks. We saw a moose come out into the river and cross. We caught, uh, some of the biggest fish we had on the whole trip just at the lower end of the beach. And, uh, so it was really, and what was, uh, what was interesting about that site was, uh, so the beach, like we had rain that morning, pretty heavy rain and we did a layover day. We knew the weather was going to be bad. 
we uh, with Mike with his Spot X, his, his what is it, Spot Ten, Spot X, whatever. Yeah, Spot. So X, he was yeah. getting uh, weather reports from his wife, and uh, with the weather reports were a bit sketchy, but uh, they worked out in the end. But we knew we were going to get a lot of rain that day, so right. we did a layover day, and we knew we were going to have lots of time because we'd shorten the trip. We weren't going to go to Agnew, and uh, so we had a layover day. In the morning it rained. And then, uh, say around nine, 10 o'clock or so, we walked down the beach to the rocks and started fishing and just amazing how many fish we were catching. Most of them we, we threw back and stuff. We kept a few, few token ones just to have a lunch. So when we came back, you know, the rain makes the sand all pebbled. Right. So we walked the beach to get some firewood and, uh, brand new, fresh, uh, bear footprints, bear paw prints. And so you could see where this mother bear was just kind of lumbering down the beach. And uh, then they scurried off into the woods. So they must have seen us fishing and took off. Right. But beside the mother bear tracks, you could see smaller prints, a baby bear. And you could see the thing was running and, and jumping backwards and running sideways. So you could see it was playing in the sand, right? Right. So it was really cool. It was like, holy cow, that thing was like right there within like 100 feet of our campsite. And she obviously ran into the woods when she saw us fishing, but uh, we if we had looked up, we would have seen her, but we didn't look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool, though, to even to see the tracks. Yeah, is, is yeah. pretty decent. She, like, she was right there. So, and we had, uh, in, in normally, like, I, I do a lot of uh, camping in that area. Yeah. And Tamagami and Lady Evelyn uh, Smoothwater. And so I very rarely see any big animals, like uh, birds somewhat common occasional squirrel and i saw a mangy fox one time so this is the first time camping up north that i saw a moose or any sign of bear so it was like a first but it's i normally would camp further north than than the uh the uh spanish river yeah yeah you you that's generally where your trips are is a bit farther north exactly that. yeah so and up no, further north i think it's because of the uh the smelting the with the with the copper and the nickel and stuff like yeah, that. yeah sudbury uh, nickel mine yeah a lot of the lakes are dead and a lot of the trees are just starting to come back so it was uh it was interesting to see like large game large animals yeah it, it was really nice to see <clears throat> we uh so that day we uh you know, so the next day it was, that was the first night that night was the first really cold night. It was, uh, cold nights are not good in a hammock. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I had a, I had a thermarest, but it's still, my shoulders were touching the sides of the, uh, the hammock. And so it was the first really brutally cold night. I think when Mike figured it was down to about four degrees or five degrees and I would have to agree, it was pretty darn chilly. But other than that, like the the previous nights and the nights after that, it was just, it was balmy warm. It was like really nice, like 12 degrees, 15 degrees. So it was nice, except for that one night. So it, the, the hammock worked out pretty good. Uh, we, uh, you know, we did more fight fishing and we we ran the, the river further down. And it at at, uh, at a point you, uh, you get to right where they, uh, the east and west branch fork together. And at that point, you start seeing a lot more of the train tracks. Because up until that point, you were further away from the train tracks, but you could hear the trains running through the night. Well, and the tracks end up following the river down, right? Yeah, at that that point down near the yeah. forks, they start to follow the river. So it was really nice to be paddling along the river. And uh, you see this gigantic freight train hauling past. And so it was, it was kind of neat. I got a couple of good videos of the... Uh, 
train coming into view through the trees and then passing on down the tracks. That's cool. It, yeah, it was really All neat. Ontario Northland? Uh, I'm not sure. I saw a lot of CP cars. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the... I don't remember looking at the engines. I'd have to look at my pictures to see uh, who the engines uh, ran. Belong to? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so it was, uh, you know, we... From there, so along, we, we, we took the west branch, which is more rapids and more swifts. East branch is more lakes. And they're very, <laughs> on the uh, on the east branch, when you look at the lakes, it's like uh, uh, lake 10, lake 9, lake 8, lake 7. <laughs> Countdown. <laughs> yes. It's like well, somebody, somebody got tired of naming lakes and just numbered them. <laughs> well, when you're coming down from the forks, down the the Spanish River Provincial Park side yeah. here. Mm-hmm. That's a long straight. Well, I mean, I guess when you're looking right in, it's a bit windy, but yeah. that's a long section that's pretty fairly straight on a map. It is. It is. Uh, is very long, very straight, and because of the low water, it was slow moving water. So it was a lot of paddling, and and it's not nice paddling a whitewater canoe on flat water. It's uh yeah. So it's, it's a hard slog, and as soon yeah. as you stop paddling, the thing just wants to go sideways. Right. So it's uh it it, it was a, a learning curve the whole time. But I'm, I'm used to paddling a, a canoe with a keel on it, right? It's just it's just some small keel, but my holy cow canoe has a keel, and uh, it's it, so it was different with uh, trying to figure out how to keep this thing going straight. Like you couldn't stop for a second. Every time Mike, I had to use the map because Mike in the stern. Every time he looked at the map, we went sideways. Sideways, yeah. He couldn't look away for a second, right? It was, uh, it was important for him to f- continually focus, right? So, so you had to point the way. Yeah, yeah. So how long from Biscotain, Bisco Tazing, B- Bisco? We had short tazing. days. It was we could have done this whole thing in like four days. Really? Yeah. But you took six, seven, eight we, days? We took a rest day and then, yeah, we took eight days. We took a rest day and then a couple of days we like left camp at like 10 and camped. We'd get him into our next campsite at like 2, 2.30 type thing, right? Right. So we, we had very short days, but there wasn't really a lot of water to play in to, in, you know, to make it worth taking the time. Right. So we just kind of moseyed along and and did some fishing did and some, some fishing. exploring yes and what was nice is we had the time to go fishing yeah right so well if was, you're up the, if you're up that far north and that you've got to do the fishing. oh i know i know i know you it definitely was, do. Uh, it was it was pretty crazy i'm i i don't do a lot of fishing and when i do do fishing i tend not to catch fish so it was and i normally camp in the warmer seasons like in algonquin and areas so the fish are down deep so yeah you, you really know you need to know what you're doing, which I don't know what I'm doing. So I, I very rarely catch fish when I'm catching. That's why they call summer. it fishing, not catching. Exactly. Yeah. But this year, like I was like reeling them in. Like uh, I mostly caught bass, and uh, I did catch a a, a walleye. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was uh, it was really interesting. To, I, I I'm not used to catching fish of that size, like right. however. So it was it was neat to be trying to haul them in and and uh, you know just. The constant pull, you actually say, hey, I'm actually fighting this fish. It was yeah. pretty cool. It was really neat. It was very exciting. So, yeah, and so eventually we got down towards the end, and there's a couple of really nice, uh, really nice uh, campsites we were at, and there's tons of wood around for campfires. And so it was it was a really nice, relaxing trip, just hanging out and, 
it was it was nice just to have that time, right? Yeah, you, you know what? When you, you went there with the purpose to do the white water, but yeah, you know what? You got to go with the flow. You got to change up as it goes and fit the because otherwise, if you're there only for the white water, then you're done first day. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, but yeah. if you can incorporate all the fishing and the exploring and everything into it, but uh, you know what? And by the pictures I've seen, you guys went from a white water trip to a fishing trip. Yeah, pretty much. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. seeing pictures. You guys are, you know, like four or five nice sized fish here. You're getting ready to cut up and yeah. make big old dinner. And I got exactly pictures yeah. of Mike with all this fish in a fried fish in a in a pan <laughs> sort yeah. of thing. And yeah, you know what? So if you're able to switch it around and go for, you know, go with the flow oh, and it was and definitely change, a good it was trip. Awesome looking trip. It was it was different than what we had planned. I expected, but it was by far it was it was a good trip. Good. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, it was, and what was nice too is that I'm, I'm used to when I go with a family, we we do freeze dried. I just keep it simple. Yeah, like I just keep it simple. Sidekicks or you know, you know the mountain house stuff or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. So when we go with with these trips with the boys, it's like everybody has some sort of meal plan. Everybody is responsible for two breakfasts and two suppers. Do yep. your own lunches. Yeah. So I'm I'm fine tuning my. Uh, my repertoire for like breakfast and suppers, I I always do a jambalaya or something. So I made a really nice jambalaya this time. But uh, I I just recently did a uh, family trip on the Gas Bay, and so there's a lot of uh, a lot of breakfast involves like smoked salmon and stuff like that. So that was uh, it was it was a nice thing, uh, and the boys were like, "Hey, this is really good." So it's kind of hoity-toity I, to I me. I had uh, <laughs> I had. Uh, Wraps with scrambled eggs, smoked salmon, and bacon. Really? It was so good. It was so simple. Oh, yeah. So easy. That's, you know what? I've been finding it now. You take a thing of 10 wraps, it's pretty heavy. But the flexibility of things you can put in a wrap. Absolutely. Is phenomenal. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh, like I say, we take those um, those deli tuna things in the foil tuna. And yeah. you got the deli flavored one or the ranch flavored one. You just rip yeah. that open, throw it in. Yeah. And yeah. there's your, you got a, you got a tuna wrap. I did that a couple of days. I just, I uh, just had a uh, tuna wrap for lunch. Yeah. 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 It's perfect. Fantastic. Um, what was I looking at? I saw some pictures here. What w- was, you guys came across one site and there was chairs. That was the beach site. Remember, that I was said, a beach yeah, site. That was yeah, that uh, was the, the very first day. Remember, I said we came in early, so we went over and said, "Hey, let's check out the beach," and uh, that was where they had the gra- zero gravity chair and the, the the lawn chairs and stuff like that. Right. And uh, so on the site that we took was a white lawn chair, and its matched pair was on the other side. So somebody had moved it, so we grabbed it and moved it back. So we paddled back, and Mike's there in the stern on a. Big old lawn chair paddling yeah, he's along. Yeah, pa- he's sitting in a lawn chair while paddling. <laughs> but yeah, you look at the pictures you guys posted and uh, yeah, you sharing only, back and, you and forth. You only saw Scott's pictures. Yeah. So there's, uh, I, 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 I haven't shared my pictures yet, but uh, Martin's has shared his. And so he's got, he has a really good camera and uh, he has his, uh, he has a new GoPro 7. Mike has a new GoPro 7 as yep. well. Fantastic video and, and stills from those cameras. I'm seeing a lot of rock and a lot of beach. There is. It's... It's a 50-50 or was there more rock and boulder? Well, 
No, it was, uh, it was more rock and boulder. There's a lot of exposed rock, tons of exposed rock. And, and it makes sense in that area. You're so far north that uh, there hasn't been, you don't get a lot of growth that builds up the earth over time. Right. So there's a lot of areas where you're, you're either on sand or on rock. And, and you know, occasionally you get off into the woods, you see some earth. But even then, if you scrape through the the uh, the surface, it's suddenly sand, right? Right. Like on on one of the sites, I uh, I they somebody put in a new thunder box, but they didn't bother leveling it. They just threw it over the old hole. So I worked the dirt and leveled off the thunder box and cleaned it up and stuff like that. But as soon as I started scraping the leaves off the surface, it was just sand and roots. Huh. yeah, super easy wow. to dig in. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So when you, like I said, you paddled down, you had some great scenery, you did a lot of fishing. I saw a bald eagle. Did you see a bald eagle? Yeah. That was pretty cool. Bald eagle, moose, squirrel. Oh, we saw, no, this was funny. The, uh, so on the train on the way up in the, uh, in the, in the cub car, whatever it's called at the back, there was another canoe. And, uh, so this other couple we saw, they unloaded at Biscotazing with us and then we quickly moved off and then. Like the, they must've been delayed because it was a high wind day on Sunday on Biscotazing. So we just pounded through the wind and got down to the uh, Spanish river. And then, so that night we saw them pass us. It's like, oh, there's that couple from the train. And then we passed them. Hey, look, there's a couple from the train. <laughs> just and so we were just leapfrogging each other the whole time. And it was like four or five days in. And, uh, so they, we, the giant site that I said had the two, uh, fire pits. Yep. So they came down there, we were fishing and they passed us. They said, Hey, how's it going? Whatever. And they moved on past us. And then they dumped in the river and lost a whole bunch of their gear. Mm. And, uh, so I went down and chatted with them and, and they said, yeah, whatever. And they said, Oh, how many is, are there? I said, well, like, I'm thinking we've seen each other like five times now. <laughs> so I said, well, there's just the four of us. Oh, that's it. And I said, yeah. So we saw you on the train. We're on the same train as you. That was you? I said, yeah. And then we saw you below the control dam. That was you? And I'm thinking, wow. so every time they see us, they thought we were a different group. A new it's group. like, how many people There's do you think 6, is on this? 6,000 people on this river. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. It's like, no, they, we, they, we're the only ones on this river right now. She's like, oh, really? It's like, you guys aren't very observant. Yeah. <laughs> Situational awareness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she goes, oh, one of the guys has a really big beard. I said, yeah, that's Scott. That's Scott. <laughs> so Scott had the big beard. Yes. And you had the... I had the Burt Reynolds, Reynolds mustache going. I, for I had a while. To, so a couple of weeks before the trip, I said, "Yeah, I just started trying to grow a beard and get nice and big and bushy because I'm not going to go to work growing a mustache." Why? I'm just not. Come on, a Burt Reynolds porn <laughs> stash, dude. Like, who's going to turn that? Who's going to kick you out for the day? Go home, shave that caterpillar off yeah, your get lip. That off your no, lip. they're going to go. Oh man, dude came into work You're today really working with, a, it. with a porn star stash. So, yeah, so I grew a beard and then like the, the, the very morning of the trip as when I shaved off the beard and left the mustache. You should, yeah, but, you should have just kept on growing the mustache. I got a lot of weird looks. So? Because it was a weird mustache. But, but, but that's when people say, do I know you? <laughs> do you watch porn? <laughs> <laughs> you might know me from you some productions as. <laughs> yeah, so it was Call neat. me Studley Hungwell. And I constantly <laughs> forgot that I had the mustache on. 
So I would be I would be looking at something and and talking to somebody and I'd see their eyes always looking. It's like my eyes are up here, but I suddenly realized, oh yeah, I've got a mustache. Yeah. So they're probably wondering about me. <laughs> That's what I go through with the beard, dude. People are sitting there and they start talking on the beard, and I'm thinking. Do I got boobs? <laughs> what are you looking at? Dude, my eyes, my eyes are, are up, up here. here. Yeah. People talk to the beard, man. Yeah. <laughs> talk to the hand, talk to the beard, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Hands busy, talk to the finger. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I did, like I said, I saw that, that you posted that picture, uh, that selfie with oh, yeah. Mike and that on in the, the background train. on the train. Yeah. <laughs> and you got that mustache. I'm thinking, you better just keep growing that out. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, come on, man. We'll have the new. Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Beard, and with me is Stash. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Beard and Stash Show. <laughs> it was interesting to grow, and my wife was all like, she was all excited that she was going to see me in a mustache because I'd never had a mustache before, right? <laughs> so <laughs> she was hoping you'd come back with the stash. She, she took a whole bunch of pictures of me. Yeah, see, you got to grow up, buddy. This is a total porn stash. Well, see, <laughs> spice up your marriage. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 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 Want me to build you some theme music? You can there take, you go. Get that stash going. You can walk in the house, start playing your own theme music. Unfortunately, though, just because over the week of time, I grew the beard back, so the mustache was not as prominent anymore by the end of the trip. It would have been if you shaved the beard off once you got home. I did. Then it would have been pure It was there for another like half hour. Pure stash. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to do a poll on the Facebook page. Who wants to see Derek in a mustache? (laughs) Just a big mustache. I considered bringing my razor and shaving during the trip so I could keep the mustache. Just to see, keep, no, see, to keep the mustache so that the beard was gone, was just, gone. Oh, just okay. the mustache. I was going to say, like, if you're, if you're shaving while you're on a canoe trip, you deserve to be beaten. But you want to maintain that, that Burt Reynolds mustache. Yeah. Is that what I, was, what yeah. I wanted to do? Yeah, that would have been appropriate. Yes. <laughs> but but yeah. yeah, Scott's facial hair, man, that's just like, That was last year jumpings. he was clean shaven on the Des Moines trip. Yeah. So it was after the Des Moines that he... Just stop yeah. shaving. So yeah. he had a year's growth, and he and he had one wicked beard and mustache yeah. thing going. Yeah, yeah. See, it's like holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Next year, buddy, start growing yeah. it. Start Next growing year. it now. Start growing the stash now for year three. Yeah. So get back, get back to the actual trip. Yeah, it was a successful trip. I loved it. It was like I'm I'm glad I do these things. So you say you got down to the elbow. Yes. And that's where you guys pulled out? That's where your truck was, uh, Mike's truck was? Yes, that's where they had stashed the truck for Mike. It was, uh, there's nobody there. We got there. It was like we're the only ones on the river. And we just passed the uh, the couple that were paddling with us. We had passed them. And uh, so we kept watching for them to pass us because they were going down to Agnew. Right. And we warned them that water's really low. You're going to, it's not going to be a nice paddle through the uh, through the other rat sets of rapids and stuff, right? Right. So we, we were supposed to stay at the elbow the last night, and we decided, you know what, let's go get some beer and go for dinner at a restaurant. And and uh, there was a, we were supposed to, we wanted to stay at one of the local provincial parks, but uh, they all closed after the uh, Labor Day long weekend. Yeah, yeah. So we, well, that's we, what we found going north. Yeah, so yeah. we ended up going to, uh, oh, what's it called? Anyways, we went to a, a we, it was what, like an hour south of Sudbury. Starts with a G. Grundy? Grundy. We went yep. to Grundy. So we ended up staying at Grundy and uh, so it was, uh, but we had a nice, uh, we went to. Grundy's a nice part. Ate at Shoeless Joe's and then headed south to Grundy and and so Grundy was our last night and then 
we were woke fresh the next day to head home and and so if you look at Google Maps yeah. and you find um you'll find Windy Lake Provincial Park. If you go directly west of Windy Lake, straight across, you'll find Fox Lake. Yes. That's right. where Fox Lake lodges on the north side. And directly north of Fox Lake in the green area, which is the Spanish River Provincial Park, if you zoom in, it says the elbow. Yes. Right? Yeah. So so that's where, you, I mean, for anybody that's following and wants to see exactly where you went. So you can find the, whoops, sorry, just Googling and clicking. And you can find bis, why can't I even? Biscotazing. Biscotazing. Biscotazing or biscotasi? I don't know. Biscotasi Lake. That's why it's throwing me off. So Biscotasi Lake, and then you can just sort of follow it down in all the green. There's a big green line that goes down with the river, um, down to the elbow. So you can f- see where exactly your yeah. trip The trip town went. is Biscotazing. The lake is Biscotasi Lake Provincial right, Park. Right, right. So all the way down to the elbow, and then there's the roads there and everything like that. So it sounds like you had a good time. Oh, it was fantastic. So yeah, it was really good. Where's next year's? We haven't picked it yet. Why not? What are you waiting for? <laughs> Why haven't you started growing your mustache? Well, you yet? haven't even uh, we haven't even finished uh, sharing pictures yet. Hurry up, Peter Patter. Let's get at her. Time's <laughs> wasting. It's yeah. less than three hundred sixty-five days a year away. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad uh, glad you had a good uh, time up oh, there. I do know where it's going to be. Do you? One of the top ones is uh, one of the ch- picks of choices on the Gaspé Peninsula. What's it called? You're going to go way out there, are you? Yeah. Oh, Gas Bay. Or you keep talking Quebec, and I'm going to search. Quebec City. So it's dun, south dun, dun. of St. Andemol. Okay. And uh, Broccoliville, or was that Broccoliville or something I said? Brock- Broccoliville? I don't know, Brock something. There's Ramouskis up there. Yeah, see, when I zoom in on my Google things, everything stays small, all the words. And nothing else gets big, so. Um, so yeah, so I think I don't really have any big trips planned for next year. No, no. I just got like I say, I got the. I'm going to Tomogamy in. Um, geez, well, I guess less than a month. I'm in Tomogamy for six days, and then I've got a couple of overnighters, and that's about it so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're done for trips for the year. Uh, no, we're going to do, we're just going to do a couple of provincial parks and stuff. Like, like weekend the family trips. things? Yeah, just yeah. the family okay. stuff. Get the kids out and, and do some, we want to see the fall colors and whatnot, right? Right. We're going to avoid Algonquin Park because it's just nuts there. Yes. But we're going to, we're going to try and hit, uh, some other areas where we know that it won't be as busy. Right. That, yeah. That, I mean, you know what, when the fall colors start, mm-hmm. yeah, even, yeah. You, you don't want to be doing all that. Uh, Saguenay? Saguenay? No, it starts starts with an A. An A. That's the one right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one. That's the one. Uh, well, you figure that out. Uh, I think that's all we've got this week then. Well, I did want to mention, well, briefly I was going to mention like my family gas bay trip. Yeah. Because it was supposed, I was supposed, we were supposed to get out on the, uh. Well, I, we talked about that, did we not? Not on air. I don't no, think. No, when, when uh, we were talking with Alan. 
Did we? Yeah, a little bit. And did we say that we couldn't get out and why we couldn't get on the yeah. water? Yeah, remind me. So we couldn't get on the water because, uh, so we went to about three or four different outfitters and said, okay, we want to rent some kayaks. No, no, we won't rent them to you. Right. We'll, we have to provide a guided tour. Right. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll pay for a guided tour. Okay. So who's going? Oh, see, your boy's too young. We don't, we don't take children that young. Even though he was, you, cause you'd mentioned being in the we, same we kayak We were going to do you. a two man kayak Yeah. and Beckett would be in the bow, in the bow seat. And they said, no, he's too young. He's too small, too young, yeah. whatever. It's like, ah. So we, uh, we couldn't get out on the water. I guess we could have just locked him in the car and gone for a paddle, but. Yeah. Just crack it a bit. <laughs> crack the window. Leave him the keys to listen <laughs> to some music. Yeah. Come back and he's taking the car for a spin, gone for some beer. Exactly. Yeah, see. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, it, just in the last couple of days, with they, we're starting to see a trickle of information coming out of the Northern Scavengers from their trip, uh, was it the Boreal Bearlands tra- as they traverse Labrador? Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited about that. I'm starting we, to see. We did put a link on uh, our Facebook page. Yes, yes. To their uh, national, yeah. not national, uh, Canadian Geographic. Mm-hmm. Uh, article there but yeah if you go to northern scavengers on facebook they are starting to put out information on their big labrador canoe trip 35 exactly, day yeah. trip so they're they've uh, published two days of the trip so far yeah 33 to go hopefully we can get uh get them in here and yeah i'd like to get a them little chit chat yeah it'd yeah. be really nice to hear about their trip and and talk to them and see how it went i don't know probably only be able to get one of them one of them is a teacher in halifax and two of the others are from remote areas too i think it's just noah and trevor yeah. We should be able to get them. Yeah. We yeah. should be able to get at least yeah. one. Yeah. So yeah. I'm or we'll just make stuff up. Yeah. 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 This is what they told us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure we'll be able to get them on. Yeah. Even if it's a, even if it's just a telephone interview. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be good. Just yeah. to find out all about mm-hmm. that trip. Yeah. I'm super excited about that trip. I, it's one of those ones, it's like a bucket list thing for me. I've, I would love to do a, a extended expedition trip like that. Yeah, your wife's been talking about getting life insurance and everything like that, just <laughs> in case. case. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, then I think that's about it for this week. Awesome. Uh, it's good. Good to see you again after almost a month. Yeah, exactly. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole a lot of things, and hope you enjoyed the the beverages of I this did. evening. I did. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can also download or stream on the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com. Reminder, if you uh, have a idea for a blog article, we are accepting guest blogs. Uh, We're actually going to be putting one up next week from a fella, Kevin, from the UK, who is actually, as this is recording, uh, in Algonquin Park. Oh, is he? Remember we were chatting a while yep. back, I saying there was one that. of these guys that he'd, he'd listened to our sh- been listening to our yeah. show, contacted Algonquin Outfitters, and was booking gear and everything to go nice. up. They're going up through Opiongo, north up through there for... Yep. Nine day trip, nine, 10 mm-hmm. day trip. Yeah, I knew he was doing the yeah. trip. I didn't know it was right now. Well, and then they're heading to Montreal. Then they're coming back. They're hitting the canoe museum and hoping to hook up with us yep. to chit chat before they head back to England. Yeah, that'd be so, awesome. So 
I just can't remember the date, you know, in October, I think it's beginning of October. Mm-hmm. He wants to meet up at the canoe museum yeah. and uh, go for a couple of beers and a chit chat. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Uh, and I think that's about it. So I want to thank everybody for listening this week. Uh, I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Spest. We'll see you next time.